welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good weekend, a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we don't have a ton of news. I want to cover Grog Bonet. I want to talk about uh, Golden Glory Weekend. I got my Sea of Thieves sweater, my Christmas sweater. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the quality of that since we were talking about uh, clothing on the last episode with community members. And I've got a little bit of news that I want to jump into after we get into the Patreon call-out list because the patrons are the ones that are helping support the podcast. They are the ones that are donating their money, their hard-earned cash to support me in making sure that I have enough money to pay for the the hosting, to pay for the software, uh, to be able to do fun projects outside of Keelhauled that will help kind of contribute to my my community stuff. Like I'm, I'm doing that as opposed to constantly trying to budget out that money uh, from my regular life um, so that maybe in the future, you know, if everything goes well and I work hard, I'll actually be able to make this into a job. And then maybe that job will actually help uh, give players more content that they want from that. I don't know. Maybe Rare just needs to hire me. Maybe that's what it is. I'm I'm guaranteeing that at some time in the future, I will get a yes or no from Rare saying that they will hire me. And that's that's a solemn promise. I will ask Mr. Rare in 2022 that if he is willing to pay for me uh, through Microsoft because it's a uh, different, you know, different countries, different taxes and stuff. If Microsoft is willing to hire me to make podcasts for Rare, that I, I I will do that for Mr. Rare, and I will do all the Sea of Thieves content officially and become an official podcaster uh, outside of that. But you guys are making me professional because you're paying me to make content for you, and that's what we're gonna do. So let me shout out the uh, the patrons this week. Um, they're the ones that are donating their money. Uh, the captain tiers and the sailor tiers get their names called out. If you don't know, welcome to the podcast. If you're brand new to Sea of Thieves and you just got it because you got an Xbox this winter, uh, now's a great time to catch up on a lot of the news that's been going on. There's a ton of stuff that you need to get caught up on. So um, these guys are the ones that are helping making that possible um, easier for me to do that. So thank you to uh, Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazi of the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Munchie, Regis Stella, Rust Bell Kid, who never wants to come to the actual recordings for the community podcast at the end of the month. He never listens to these episodes, even though I know he wants to, and I know he wants to come to those, but it always happens to quote unquote, I'm doing major finger quotes right now, quote unquote, forget to, to schedule the time to come on the community episodes at the end of the month at the same time every month rust belt kid slight call out buddy uh tm professor who i got to sail with tonight and i'll, I'll share a bit of a story with later in the episode big bad pad who's just a it's just a straight gem he's just salt of the earth right there mina fairy super pack who of course chris johnston who is a player one podcast and uh, egm days Fergatron, neon ruski do skinny matt who skinny matt had to lower their uh their their pledge last month but because skinny matt supports so many podcasters out there i'm gonna keep his name in until he feels comfortable because it just it it means the world that i get to hear his name on so many other podcasts that i listen to that i'm like dude it's not a big deal uh straw hat connor thor von blitz who's the newest podcast uh patron and buddy i i just uh, i appreciate you you are my german my german uh romeo We'll go with that. Windsor Chris and Zamwow, who, again, still needs to finish up the last couple Pirates Life Tall Tales. If you happen to see Zamwow, Z-A-M-M-W-O-W on Xbox, 
message him, tell him that he needs to spend some time with me, or just invite him to go do the uh, Pirate's Life uh, Tall Tales 4 and 5, because those are just, hey, he needs to do them. He needs to get off Destiny for a little bit and uh, help help out with uh, Sea of Thieves, you know? So those are the patrons, uh, nearly 30 of them. I really love you guys all so much. It means the world to me that you help support. It helps me do this, which is starting up a new podcast. If you don't know, I'm starting a new podcast, guys and gals. I'm doing Xbox wrap up. Uh, the Xbox wrap up is going to be a Friday show where I wrap up all of the big headlines that came out each week in the game industry. I want to talk about gaming news. I want to talk about uh, games that are coming out. I want to talk about um, hardware that's coming out. I want to talk about rumors, speculation, what we're going to be expecting, all of that. But I want to do it in a way that isn't uh, impeding on Sea of Thieves' time because Sea of Thieves is the main podcast and it's the podcast that I have the most passion about. But I always have this little bit of energy every week when I'm listening to other stuff and reading all the headlines that I'm like, oh God, I really want to have an outlet where I can talk about gaming news, just general gaming news. Plus, I love talking about deals too. I love saving money on games. And there's been so many games that I've missed because of Warcraft that I want to talk about. So I started up a new podcast. It's called the Xbox Wrap Up. The trailer's out now. If you want to search for the Xbox Wrap Up, just look for Logan Keller out there. Um, that's that's the name that it'll be under. It'll have uh, just Xbox Wrap Up as a green logo. And that's mine. Uh, feel free to jump in there. Tell me what you think of it. Um, I'm going to be grabbing links and stuff each week to try and give you guys some news. Because if if it's, if it's you're anything like me, when I got back out uh, into gaming after I took a break after World of Warcraft, I was so lost. And not everyone has enough time to really keep up on this stuff. And that's kind of the, the, the best thing about podcasts is you get these one hour a week wrap ups of all the stuff that is really important, how it might pertain and things that you might miss out on too. Like if you want to get good deals on games, you know, by the, by Friday, you generally know for one, you generally get in your paycheck. So that's a, that's a, a bonus right there. And for two, you generally know uh, what's going to be on sale during that week. So you can usually kind of say like, okay, well, this is good. This is bad. Uh, wait on that, see if anything drops there. But all this stuff, just to say, because the patrons are supporting me, it has helped me get the equipment that I want, uh, the software that I need, and the publishing that I want to do to be able to do this. And they are the ones that are helping make me a professional podcaster. So if it was not for these folks, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do this as easily. It would be a lot harder, a lot more time consuming. It wouldn't be nearly as good. And I wouldn't have as many resources as I do because of them. So thank you all so much for your support. This feels like a weird, really kind of weird thing. But, you know, everyone gets this out of the way and stuff uh, at, at the top of the show. They always have their weird stuff that they want to talk about. I never do that with the, with the keel hall um outside of just calling out the patrons so this was kind of one of those weird moments where i felt like i wanted to kind of update you guys because i think it's a brand new year it's 2022 i really want things to be positive i really want things to be awesome i want you guys to be happy with everything so i'm going to be bringing uh, a positive outlook on just about anything i'm still going to be critical but i still want to make sure that you are having a fun time listening and staying up on news and getting good thoughts and opinions. I'm going to keep reaching out for interviews, things like that, getting community members in, stuff like that. Caleb wants to come back to talk about season five for some reason. And, you know, at some point, I might actually get Falcor and Caleb to fight. You never know. So those are those are the goals for 2022. I want to be proactive on what I'm working on. I want to try and uh, get a different job position where I can actually go sailing with people nowadays. Uh, trying to work from home, all kinds of fun stuff. This, I'm so excited for 2022. You guys have no idea. I'm really, really excited. I'm really pushing to see if I can get some stuff done 
that I've been wanting to do for a while, for a long time, you know? And uh, I'm doing it. I'm finally just saying, you know what? Let's just do it. So that's kind of what's going on. Um, uh, let's let's get into Sea of Thieves news. All right, let's talk about Golden Glory Weekend. Uh, Golden Glory Weekend came out this uh, last weekend. A lot of people had a really good time with it. Uh, the problem that I have with this Golden Glory Weekend, and I will say that everything that I turned in, for the most part, as far as I know, all registered. So awesome. First time I think I've seen uh, that they <laughs> they haven't had major issues with a Golden Glory weekend in a while where they, they've admitted that uh, or not admitted, but uh, let us know that they that they know that there's issues going on. Um, so I appreciate that. But I, I got to say, don't do Golden Glory weekend on the last day of the month, please, because I don't know about all of you. Um, maybe this is just me could, could be just me. And if that's the case, I apologize. Uh, maybe I should plan better, but boy, I, I, I tell you what, man, when the 31st rolls around and you're stuck at work and you're refreshing the Sea of Thieves' website because you're new, you know that they are in uh, GMT time zone and you're in PST time zone and you are sitting there like checking to make sure that when the ledgers reset, you're looking at the rewards to see like, okay, did I actually get what I needed to, or am I seriously going to miss out on a month's worth of activity because I didn't build enough time in my, or enough buffer in my ledger to make sure that I accounted for Golden Glory Weekend that I only knew a week ahead of time. Cause that's, that was scary. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I got home and going on into the actual game, I did find out that I did in fact have enough buffer for all of the different reputations on the ledgers that I was working towards. Now, granted, again, I, I, I tend to sail solo late at night when no one's on, so I can only work on Athena, Merchant, Order, and Gold Hoarder fairly easily without having to deal with fighting. Uh, Reapers is one of those things where I can do it, but I'm probably going to be solo and solo slooping is hard mode. And when I'm doing that at the end of my day, when I'm just trying to chill and have some fun, uh, that's tough. I really got to wait for the weekends to jump on a ship with someone to be able to do Reaper, um, which at that point, it's great. It's fun. I have a really, really good time with it. Um, so I, I had known going into the, this weekend that I was going to end the ledger with top tier and everything except for Reaper. I was going to have to work on Reaper this month to be able to get those rewards, which I'm totally fine with. It's the first month. I got a whole nother month to work on them in case something else comes up. So I got my Athena, I got my order of souls, my merchant, my gold hoarder, but man, that website last night or uh, on the 31st at work. While I was sitting there like waiting to get home so that I could, you know, spend time with New Year's and my wife and, you know, have some fun and, and you know, have a drink or something and checking, <laughs> checking the game to make sure that I wasn't going to get knocked out of my ledger position because I didn't get a chance to sail hours before the ledger uh, closed during Golden Glory because everyone jumped on to do Golden Glory right away. And I was going to get pushed out of the top 25%. Uh, so in the future, um, Rare, I love you. But please don't do Golden Glory weekends on the last day of the ledger. Because not everyone is going to have an opportunity to log on to compensate for the sheer vast amount of people 
getting double gold and double renown and reputation and ledger position on the last day. Like that's just not, that's not a cool thing to do. That's like telling someone that they have a homework assignment due in hours when they, when they didn't know that that was going to be the case. Now we knew uh, this was going to be a week ahead and it just it just didn't register i didn't think that i was going to have to worry about that but it wasn't until that day that i was like you know i think this is going to be bad i really hope i actually get the stuff that i worked on uh because i didn't i didn't factor in that i was going to have to spend an entire week buffering every single ledger that i had been working on to make sure that <laughs> to make sure that I was going to be able to get all of the items from that. So I got them. It's fine. But it, I there was definitely a good moment there where I was in discord and I was like, it's not updating. I don't think I got them. I think I got, I think I got messed out of it. I think, I think golden glory messed me out of, of the cosmetics. Uh, so hopefully that, that doesn't happen again. Hopefully that's not a problem, uh, in the future. And we don't have to think about it and I don't have to sit there and dread while I'm at work wondering why I'm stapling papers instead of sailing to try and get my cosmetics. <laughs> it's dumb. I know it's dumb, but it's it's what I think about at work. So other than that, Golden Glory weekend has been a blast. I didn't get to sail as much as I, I would have liked to. Um, I mostly spent time tonight with uh, TN Professor. TN Professor messaged me while I was researching Stitcher Gym because uh, in, in my head, Originally, the plan was I wanted to cover a Stitcher Jim episode uh, because a lot of people might be running into him in the future soon. And, and a lot of people, we just got a big spike of, of new uh, players into Sea of Thieves because of, you know, people getting Xbox Series S's, Xbox Series X's. Uh, Steam sales have been up. Steam sales are over 5 million now, which hard to know how much that factors in because I have a Steam copy, but I was given a Steam copy because I was playing on the Insider for Steam. So I don't know how many people bought it how many people were gifted it really hard to understand that but as of right now steam has sold 5 million copies of sea of thieves an xbox published game that people can get for like 30 bucks on on xbox uh or or on pc through the the windows store or just have game pass and and have it all the time people are still buying it through steam which just it honestly really speaks to how powerful steam is like if people are willing to forgo game pass because of the ease of usage for steam absolutely insane the amount, uh, insane the amount of power that steam has so good luck xbox or uh, epic <laughs> with your uh with your store and giving away the the tomb raider trilogy which was also pretty cool now that i think about it but uh so yeah sailing around with uh team professor had a really good time tonight um, he messaged me because I was on Insiders uh, while I was researching, just trying to get my hour in, which I've been really bad about. I have not been on Insiders in like a month and a half or something. And uh, so I'm sitting in Maiden Voyage and I get a message from him and he's like, hey, I got a Reaper 5 sloop fully stocked with a bunch of Disney sticks. You want to do a Fort of Fortune? And I was like, oh, I got to record the podcast. Do I? Do I? Don't I? I can I can I can do an hour. I'll give you an hour of time. He's like, all right, cool. No problem. Uh, I'll take what I can. So we head over there and it's Keel Hall Fort. Of course, it's my fort. And uh, we're, we're working on it. And we had two galleons that were uh, coming at us at different times. Like one would come and they had the Black Pearl Cosmex, Cosmetics and they had the Black... 
they had the Jack Sparrow costumes on it. It was so funny running, seeing these these characters like Gibbs and uh, Jack kind of run around. And man, they just were not good. They had the Reapers markup, uh, flag mark, or yeah, the Reapers mark flag sailing, and they were coming uh, sailing towards us. So he just stopped and turned. And we just fired into them and they started to veer off and we just, it's just, it was bad. They, they sunk real quick. Uh, and then the other one was, was with the Captain Warsmith set and it had, you know, the, the skeleton cage as the figurehead and they, they, they came at us, uh, fairly differently. They were actually decent not, not too good, but they were, they were decent enough. It was a galleon versus a sloop. Uh, but after a while I started to notice like how bad their shots were on cannons. And I was just like, okay, I'm, I feel more comfortable and kudos to TM professor because boy, howdy did that dude, uh, he made me feel comfortable. Um, I, I was just able to like, he took the helm. I took the cannon shots were on point. He executed the, the arc around the galleon perfectly. Like we just navigated this thing and, and, and he said it so well. He said a, a, a well-manned sloop or well, well pirated sloop. I'm not trying to say that only men can do it. Women can do it too. Uh, but a well-piloted sloop with a master marksman is like a scalpel, man. It just, it, you can do such exact damage to a ship and it's just so, it's so hard to deal with the maneuverability of a sloop against a galleon and oh man we proved it tonight we had, we took out that reaper too they eventually came back actually too they came back as we were turning in the fort of fortune and we just turned in the last thing and uh they came in and started blasting our uh park sloop in the in the quote-unquote the spot at reaper's hideout just laid into our sloop on the backside. It wasn't, it was taking out all of the back holes. That's fine. That's normal. And, uh, man, Tien, he, he grabbed one of the cannons on the fort and just started laying cannonball after cannonball into their galleon and curse ball and curse ball. So I hopped into our sloop and started to bucket and just bucketed my heart out, man. Got all the water out, patched it up. He hopped on, we sailed out <laughs> And we ended up sinking the galleon after they had the drop on us for like a good three minutes of just nonstop cannonballs into our into the back half of the sloop. And I got to say that sloop, it takes a beating. It takes a beating more than I think it really needs or really should be able to like we should have been sunk, but they never sent, sent anyone over to seal the deal, man. And I think that is such a key thing for new players. If you're a new player and you're listening to this for your first episode, first off, welcome uh, thanks for jumping in, but boy, howdy, you need someone who's a good boarder. Uh, you need someone who's good at helms, uh, and can manage a ship. And if both of you are good on cannons, that that'll be the best. Um, cause man, once he gets on a ship, uh, professor can cut down, a uh, cut, cut down a dude, like just it's, it's no bit like <laughs> I, I was sailing around he's like one dead, two dead. Okay. Three are dead. And I'm coming around with the ship and I'm just trying to get like lined up so I can get some good shots in. And I start pounding the side of the hole with the galleon. Oh, so good. It was so much fun. Uh, what I really love about this game. So thank you TN per professor for reaching out to me and, uh, inviting me to come do that Fort of fortune. Cause it was really good. It was a really good time. I love those moments. I love those moments. And I like to watch them as they pass by and I get to just like wave at them and say hi. Next up on today's docket, uh, I got a sweater. I got my Christmas sweater. I got my Sea of Thieves jumper, as they call it. And uh, it's nice. It's big. It's comfy. It's warm. Um, it came just in time for Christmas uh, as of recording on the 3rd of January. 
so i'm really excited but um yeah it's been it's nice i was worried about the nylon uh or i think it's nylon i can't remember uh i was worried about it being too rough of an actual fabric but it, it turns out it's actually pretty good so looks great um i love having it i'm probably going to be wearing it tomorrow for work because i'm just that guy i'm just that nerdy nerdy guy and it's always freezing at work and i don't know why they can't just turn up the heater just a little bit during the winter uh, so that's been going on. I'm glad to have that. And uh, it's pretty much it. Really, really happy to have that. Um, Grogmanet. Let's dive into Grogmanet because uh, this year is a little bit different. Um, we found out what the stuff was last week or the week before. I think it was the, the week before. Uh, what we had to do to be able to do this. Actually pretty interesting. Um, they nailed the theme. And uh, as far as like the actual update goes, I think they did a good job with the design of the actual events, what you have to do. So I went over this uh, a couple episodes ago, but if you don't know, there's still a week to do this. Um, and I would definitely recommend doing it this time. Um, I would definitely say that this is one that it's, it's going to benefit you if you plan to be playing the game for a long time, because they're coming out with this gold tankard. And the thing that we didn't know about this, uh, this build rat annual tankard is that it is based on each year so for example last year i did all of the grog Monet stuff and that all got factored into this tankard so every year that you participate in grog Monet, there's a new little notch that appears on the tankard so for right now if anyone was playing last year and they worked on the grog Monet stuff they get two uh little notches on their tankard and anyone that didn't participate in last year's only has one notch if they complete it this year and that just continues to build up and i really like this idea of evolving cosmetics cosmetics that increase in um rarity i guess would be the best way to go about it it's it's more rare the longer you've had it and if you participate in the events then you get credit for that and then that credit translates to the actual cosmetic in a way that someone say like from the day one eye patch uh which was a play on words for uh, uh the the day one patch that generally comes with games when they're launched they always come with you know some bugs that they have to fix with a, a download and they they made a straight up joke out of it. They made an eye patch that has a one on it, and anyone that logged in within the first week of Sea of Thieves, uh, and bought it got a day one eye patch. I think for like one gold back then, and it was <laughs> it was hilarious. But I have that, but it hasn't changed since I've had it, and. I love this idea of evolving cosmetics. I think this is a great way to take some of the cosmetics for events that people uh, have, but don't don't really use too often unless it's like of that time. Like for example, uh, Halloween always comes around and it's always a very particular time where people get all spooky, they wear the costumes, they always you know go around and do kind of ghostly stuff uh it's in same thing with uh christmas christmas always has like people running around looking like uh santa claus or pirate santa and having evolving cosmetics could help actually do something like that you know maybe not necessarily on an annual thing but um let's say they do this with like a cosmetic that you get uh that is tied to bilge rats for completing seasons so uh we're in season five right now you have a, a hat we'll, we'll just make it a hat because everyone likes hats uh you have a hat that for every year or for every season that you complete um that hat gets a new feather or has a little bit more flair to it and you have these 
uh, progressing cosmetics, kind of the same way that um, if you take a look at the seasons, each season tier of every 10 levels has a different title, and that title just increases in rank, uh, naval rank, based on how high up the season is. So once you hit like, you know, level 100, you get the level 100 version of the title. It's the same title, but just with like, instead of sailor or bilge rat or captain or admiral, it just kind of goes up from there. And I like this. I like this idea because it rewards loyalty, which I think is the thing that people are concerned with when it comes to time-limited exclusives. Um, cosmetics that can only be obtained during certain times of uh, of the game's life and people are covet those to uh, an exorbitant amount where things like the ferryman's cutlass uh, in outfit for the Sea of Thieves controller are very expensive to get nowadays because the only way you can actually get those is if you have a sealed copy of the Sea of Thieves controller and you have the DLC code that's inside that and unfortunately for me I never bought the uh, hard drive because I didn't need the hard drive. I had a PC and the hard drive and the PC was fine. So I didn't need an Xbox, uh, an Xbox hard drive at that time. But I missed out on getting that Midnight Blunderbuss because of that. And while it's not a big deal, I don't miss it. I never had it, so I never had to miss it. Uh, it it's something that people covet. They really love that stuff. You know, same thing with the Obsidian Capstan. People want to complete those sets. And uh, by the way, Rare... There's definitely a lot of sets that we still need to complete. So continuing the idea of, of progressing cosmetics and the tankard is a good start. I think it's an easy start. I think it's a great way to represent uh, how many years you've been participating in Grog Monet. Um, I don't know if I would want it tied to events or if I would want it tied to something that's easier to calculate like seasons because if people don't know about the tankard and don't bother to get it because they look at the the rewards and it's like okay well you get uh, a makeup set that has uh you know a tankard and gold lips not really something I'm that interested in or you get the tattoo set which you may be interested in but you don't care about the gold tankard until you actually find out when it's too late that it increases uh, the little notches on the actual tankard when you participate each year. So stuff like that, I think, um, first off, really needs to be conveyed in some fashion uh, in a way that's really apparent because uh, playing very casually on Sea of Thieves, uh, I didn't come across anything that really announced that. Now, this may be something that's actually being spoken uh, about from like Lorena. When you go talk to her, she could be telling you about this and I may not have read that. But if I haven't read that... Um, how many other people missed it? And in that case, it's it's tough because you want people to be educated about these kind of things. You know, it's it's hard enough to get them in the game. It's even harder to get them aware of the events. And if they did participate in the events, you want them to be well informed about the events. And granted, you know, podcasts, videos, streamers, things like that will always help with that. Uh, but at the, at the base of it, at the core, it should be discoverable enough in the game from the get-go. Like there should be a tankard on the tavern table when you wake up for the first time that says, earn this. And you look at it and it says, complete uh, the Grogmanay event to earn this. And you have it right there in front of your face and says, hey, if you didn't know what you were going to get, this is what you're going to get. But you have to complete the event to get it. And that pushes people to try and discover that. Now you need to actually go in and get the actual, um, <laughs> now you actually have to get the UI, rip all the event stuff out of the season stuff and stick it right next to 
equipment so that you don't have people missing events because they didn't know where it was because when they go into seasons they go directly into seasons and they don't want to bother with trials how many of you guys have checked into trials recently anyone checked into trials because i don't know if anyone's bothered to look into the trials if you have let me know because if you've actually looked at the trials in the last two weeks on purpose because there was something you were trying to complete please let me know because otherwise like myself i haven't bothered with those i don't look at them at all so they could have completely changed something beyond when they did it uh gosh when did they last do it it felt like last season maybe it was last season that they changed everything in there but again take events rip it out stick it next to ex the the equipment or my pirate or you know quests somewhere so that it's right front and center you've got season and you've got reputation cool every time you go to a reputation that's where ledgers are i don't really like them being there but i understand why they're there events they don't need to be in the seasons. We can take that. We can put it in its own thing. Make sure that people are aware of the events. That's why it's fun to go out and see people wandering around drunk on islands trying to dig up stuff because they're trying to get the Grog Monet stuff. Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer, you'd like to save money on games. It's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time. And if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show all right so general feelings and such aside uh, especially when it comes to the ui things like that how i feel about the cosmetics i wanted to break down the challenges and some stuff i saw on reddit that helped uh, me when i was actually doing this this weekend so uh with all of these um the biggest problem that I had was registration. Now, I, I already I already know what you guys are thinking. Hit registration is already a problem. No big surprise. Stuff isn't registering when you do it in game. I know, but it's an event. You know, it should, it should work properly. And I'm kind of curious to hear some thoughts on this because I ran into some interesting problems when I was doing this with Caleb. Caleb just come from an Alliance server. Uh, where he was working on For the Dams. Um, I'll, I'll just throw that out there so people can take it for what they will. And, uh, you know, be nice to him. Be nice to him. But yeah, he had just come from an Alliance server um, where he was working on that. And uh, I was like, hey, I need to get this done. Have you done it? And he's like, no, I haven't done it. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do some of this. Let's get some of it knocked out. We had to get drunk uh, with at least four tankards when it says three we had to do it at least four times we had to avoid falling in the water because for some reason i don't know if this is something you guys are running into but when you get wet you get sober now and that didn't ever seem to be the case and it wasn't 
the case all the time, only sometimes where we would be so drunk that we were just weaving, bobbing and weaving on the deck. And as soon as we fell off the off the ship into the water, we would stop moving weird like we're drunk. And it was it was so bizarre. It didn't seem to make sense. So not only did we have to drink four tankards, uh, we had to have a fifth on hand and we had to be drinking the fifth as we got into the water so that when we actually got onto an island to dig up chests or to uh, put skeletons, in, you know, put fire on skeletons with the fire bombs or capture a pig, snake or chicken uh, or kill a shark, we had to be like actively drinking the, the grog right before we actually did it for it to actually register and don't get me started on the on the the 20 skeletons there were so many times where we had seven or eight skeletons in a group on the uh, on an island we would throw fire bombs you know two or three fire bombs and it would count one and it was like wait what 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 about the other what about the other six what about the other seven skeletons there how come all of them died from the, all of them died from fire, but only one registered. We're, we're clearly like really drunk. It should work. What's going on? So we still haven't figured that one out. We, Caleb, for whatever reason, we couldn't get him drunk enough to capture an animal and have it register. I actually had to capture the animals to get them to register. So that makes no sense. Uh, killing. Oh man, we felt, so, uh, we grabbed a bunch of the mpc digs from the quest board to go dig up the chests so that actually wasn't too hard that was pretty easy so just drink a bunch of tankards go on there dig it up it's super hard when you're really that, when you're that drunk it's so hard to dig uh but it's doable with um with hitting another ship this can be a skeleton ship this can be a player ship it doesn't matter uh the best advice that i can have is if you go up against like a skeleton ship have someone with you uh, have them be sober because these are all crew based, thankfully. Uh, have them be sober. Have them line up the shot. You should be down, getting drunk, uh, ready to kind of come up. And then as soon as you know that you guys have good shots, come up, grab the cannon, fire, let go of the cannon, and then let them line the shot up again and see if that helps. Um, when Caleb and I did this, we were sailing over to Plunder Valley because there was a brig there and we figured, you know, we'll, we'll go see how many shots we can get in there. We only have to hit them three times, so it's not going to be terribly hard. Uh, we get over there and they are parked half a mile out from the shore. When <laughs> sails are down, anchors down. And as soon as we get over there, I'm drunk. I grab the cannon and I'm trying to fire and I'm trying to line it up. And I'm, and I can't tell if my perception is accurate or if it's, you know, if it's off because I'm obviously drunk. Turns out when you see the cannon in the direction that it's pointing, that's where it's actually pointing. Even if your vision is wonky, being drunk just moves it. You just have to like wait for the timing uh, on when it's actually going to be at a good shot uh, for that, or just you know let go and let someone else line it up. It's it's also something you can do to parked vehicles as well. That helps out. So the. <laughs> This was so funny. I felt so bad. Uh, we were planning on doing three shots. The brig gets the, the anchor up in time as we're sailing by, and I get two shots off of it, and it starts going in a circle around Plunder Valley. Two of the other crew members are shooting at us from the beach like angry tribesmen 
uh from pirates of the caribbean just completely flustered that <laughs> that we that we sailed over to them and started laying in shots uh i'm trying to stay drunk while i'm firing on them we circle around the island caleb is is navigating us on the sloop as, as best as possible i get two additional shots into the the brig and we start to sail off uh the brig continues its turn slams into the beach on the other side of the island <laughs> and then promptly sinks and i don't know what happened it was four shots and caleb is is now upset with me because i had to get the fourth shot and in my mind i'm like i i had to drink four tankards with a fifth in my pocket just to get like one skeleton registered with the with the fire bombs of course i'm going to put additional shots into the brig i can't tell when i'm still drunk but the fact that they sank i felt so bad because it was one of those situations where it was like i you know you know they had to be like fresh like they had to be fresh pirates they got spooked they panicked they tried to circle around the island because they wanted to get their treasure off of the island and they just it, like the one person who was on the ship just could not happen to get enough bailing done they were probably too tunnel visioned in on trying to repair it and i kept knocking them off the spot while i'm drunk and oh man it was it's it, i felt so bad i felt so bad after that like they didn't i didn't think they were gonna sink to four shots meanwhile i'm getting pummeled by a galleon like on a totally different thing with with team professor they're, they're putting like 50 cannonballs in us and they can't sink us it's so weird sometimes what happens on the seas uh, I'm sure you guys have run into stuff like that. Um, I have got everything except for the title uh, right now. I'm looking at the title. I'm five of six with eight days left. Ocean crawlers. Holy shnikes. Ocean crawlers. Uh, you know, when you... <laughs> When you want them, they're never there. But when you don't want them, they are always there. So I still have to kill 10 ocean crawlers while I'm sick. Uh, I, I, we, we sold, we went around to different islands and I, the, the tip that I saw on Reddit, which I actually agree with, uh, is head over to an island that is small, wait for them to spawn and then use the cannons to, to knock them out. Uh, this, this isn't something that you can do with a treasury cause you can't stay drunk. Um, you gotta be drunk. Uh, one of the other things that I saw that I, I was thinking about might help if you're planning on doing a longer voyage is, um, try and find emergent skeleton captains. Uh, look for those emergent skeleton captains on the smaller islands. Uh, generally you can kill them pretty quickly and they drop a skeleton order that it has a pretty good chance of having you dig up, uh, a cursed chest and that, that cursed chest. One of them is the, uh, chest of a thousand grogs. Uh, if you get that, you will have a portable tankard uh, refilling keg with you. And it makes it makes it so much easier to be able to drink multiple tankards of grog and stay drunk while you're working on this stuff. You know, take it on the island. You don't have to pick it up and move it around. You just got to have it nearby and be able to refill your tankard and run over and dig something up or, you know, capture an animal or deal with ocean crawlers. It just makes things so much easier. Also check shipwrecks too. Sometimes you can get lucky on a shipwreck and you can find cursed chests down there. Uh, sometimes it's going to be a grog chest, um, but more than likely you're going to have an easier time finding one through those emergent captains. Um, so I would take a look at that if you're having trouble staying drunk while trying to do some of these different challenges um caleb and i knocked him out in i think it was like two hours we got everything except for the the ocean crawlers and the ocean crawlers was 
purely because we just we just didn't run into an island that actually spawned them when we had a place to actually drink enough to be able to kill them. Um, had he had stayed at Mermaid's Hideaway a little bit longer where I was uh, like digging stuff up, then there was a good chance that we that we probably could have knocked that out as well too. But um, you still got eight days. So if you're listening to this now, take a look, make sure that you're jumping on. This event is going to end on uh, January 11th at 10 a.m. UTC, which is 2 a.m. Pacific Standard, 5 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I can't remember what it is down in Australia, so... Apologies for that, but uh, hopefully this helps you out. Um, hopefully you get a chance to do this again. Think of the tankard. It's it's going to be something that is going to increase in rarity the more you do it. So if you did last year's Grog Monet, do this one. You get the tankard. You get the two little notches on the second annual Grog Monet tankard, and boom, you're set. You're good for another year. And the last bit of this episode, uh, I think I'm going to talk about, first off, I, I want to let you guys know, for, uh, Sea of Thieves SOT shot on Twitter and Instagram is still going. Uh, this one ends on the 5th of January, uh, 12 p.m. GMT for the a chance to win the Golden Hour sales. Uh, it is a way to um, ring in the new year in 2022 by sharing your sailors uh, striking style, ship and crew, uh, or ship or crew. And, uh, you know, something new um this one's pretty vague so i think if you take a photo of yourself uh, in an interesting way there's a good chance you'll probably uh, have a good chance at actually doing this it doesn't seem i haven't seen too many really in innovative ways i think the best one i saw on twitter was uh someone who had two pirates uh, facing each other with a, a sheet of water from a waterfall between them and it was like looking into the mirror at your your better self and it was like a sailor versus a pirate legend outfit really good idea i i gotta say it was like probably one of the best ideas i've seen for sot shots in a in a, in a while actually so kudos to that that crew that figured that one out uh but that's going on till january 5th the last bit is going to be your guys's feedback um i reached out to the discord because i wanted to talk about this a little bit more and see how everyone was kind of feeling on the grog Monet event uh if they enjoyed it what they liked about it especially with the progressive tankard i think is a, a really different aspect to this event compared to others okay so reaching out to the discord i wanted to get some thoughts and opinions on this uh i'm gonna say that most people are probably good with this uh el jefe said that i at least appreciate that this is something different than the usual repeat of same things i agree i think that this being more of a unique event has really helped uh, i think they had a better plan for what they wanted to do with this uh, and I think that they did a good job executing on that plan. Uh, People's Republic said agreed, and it was a thousand times percent or a thousand percent better in a larger crew because it is crew based uh, than doing it solo. I think it'll be seen as a throwaway event for them to have something. Uh, the most interesting thing to come out of it for me, uh, this is People's talking, was the idea of a progressive cosmetic with the tankard. I really like the idea to show off what you've done, allowing others to start their journey today. I agree. I think they did a really good job with that. Um, one of the other community members, I'm going to leave their name uh, anonymous for now. They knew who they are, uh, wrote in and gave a really unique perspective to this event that I think is the reason why we do things like trigger warnings. Uh, there's always going to be people that something impacts different than for other people and being aware of that and trying to take that into consideration when you're 
making content is key. If I were to start talking about politics right now, most people would probably tune out and they would probably write me e angry emails about why I should not be talking about politics on a gaming podcast. This is something that kind of falls in that line in my mind. Uh, so they wrote in, they said, I give them credit for trying something different and I do like the tankard but firmly believe it was not a wise idea to glorify binge drinking and hope they do not repeat the event. I personally, this is me speaking, not them. Uh, I think that they can do this event. I think they can tweak it. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit about how I think they can tweak it afterwards. Uh, so they go on to write, I see it as a potentially socially harmful in the same insidious way as, say, objectifying women in games. Something I can understand and, and respect. Uh, that was me speaking, sorry. Going back to what they wrote. Maybe it's because I'm old enough to know friends and family who have had their lives destroyed or even ended by alcohol. But my weekend sailing partner didn't doesn't like doesn't think drinking until you puke is funny either and is in full agreement with me. And we always end our voyages with a toast to each other. He didn't even want to do this event, so I did it solo. And I only did it because I wanted the, the tankard notch. Sorry for the long-winded speech. Uh, that is a bit of a downer, but abuse of alcohol is a serious topic. So thank you for sharing your honest thoughts on this. Um, I do know where you're coming from. Uh, a bit of background. Um, my wife was married before we got married, and her previous husband was a raging alcoholic, not the not the good kind, the abusive kind, the beat your wife kind. And it was not something I ever wanted her to be involved with. In fact, I met her while she was still married. Um, I'm not going to say I broke up her marriage. I'm going to say that he broke up her marriage because of how he treated her. I was just the friend that happened to be around to talk to her about it. Um, alcoholism is a disease and should definitely be looking looked at from a serious perspective so when it comes to building this event uh, one thing i will say is while i appreciate the play on words of grogmanay and hogmanay uh, the celebration for new year's in different countries uh, i think that it was a miss that we had a new year celebration event and nothing tied to fireworks nothing the last thing that we got was uh one of the events we had to catch a ship on fire with a firework but we never had something as easy as uh complete this event by firing off uh 10 fireworks within two minutes or something like that or play uh 1816 while firing off uh these type of fireworks you know stuff that is is still registered in the game that can be tallied but for whatever reason, New Year's wasn't celebrated with fireworks. And that felt like a weird thing because season five brought in fireworks. Like, shouldn't we have the event where you're bringing in a brand new thing to the game help tie that in? Especially when it's like New Year's Eve. Everyone gets behind New Year's Eve. Uh, well, not everyone. I'll, I, I take that back. Not everyone celebrates New Year's Eve the same way that most people celebrate New Year's Eve. Sometimes they have New Year's Eve on different days, and I respect that and totally appreciate it. But the way most people generally celebrate New Year's Eve, there's fireworks, the ball drops, it counts down to 12. Uh, World of Warcraft, I talked about this before, did fireworks every 10 minutes uh, for like the last five hours as they were kind of working their way through uh, the different regions for New Year's Eve. And it was great, you know, you celebrated with fireworks. There were fireworks explosions going off all the time. Grogmanay not dealing with fireworks is, is weird when we now have fireworks in the game. So maybe next year for Grogmanay, when we go to celebrate the New Year's, uh, we have something that ties in directly to fireworks and uh, try and figure out a way where we're not, we're not rewarding people for over drinking. Now, 
I said my piece on that. I'm going to jump to the other side. Uh, I'm going to hop over the fence now and play devil's advocate because I'm, I'm here. I'm solo. I don't have anyone else to bounce this off of. Um, creative intent is a very sacred thing for content creators. Being able to say what they want to say and deal with the repercussions of that is a very sacred thing. Um, I'm allowed to say what I want on this podcast. And if you don't want to listen to that, I'm not forcing you to listen to that. I'm not forcing you to engage in this. Um, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys wouldn't like me to start diving into politics. I could. You probably wouldn't like that. And most people that listen to this don't even even live in the country where these politics matter. So when it comes to talking about certain topics, um, you really have to take into consideration what's the intent of the creator and is the creator trying to say something with the event. Uh, I don't think that this is necessarily the, the case with Grog Monet. I think this is just something where they thought it would be funny because they've built in the mechanics to drink and get drunk to the point where you um, puke. And I, I will tell you right now, in the last probably, gosh, I'm coming up on 40 now, uh, pretty much since I started of the drinking, drinking age, back when I was like 21, um, I've had far too many days or nights, I guess, uh, where I have ended up blackout drunk, and it's not fun. I, I will be 100% honest. I had fun at the time, but looking back on it, the reason I don't drink a lot nowadays is because I've gotten so drunk in the past that I don't like being drunk. Uh, so when I get to do it in a game, I actually enjoy it because it's something that I don't do on the regular and I have zero repercussions at the end of the day. Uh, and in fact, if I don't even like doing it, I don't even have to do it. And if I don't want to deal with it, I can just stop doing it. And it doesn't affect me. And I don't have to feel like I have to do it all the time. Um, one thing that I did hear from other folks who suffer from motion sickness, uh, which I personally, I, I have a little bit of motion sickness when I'm in a car, not driving, but I'm reading something. I tend to get motion sick that way. Uh, some people who don't have problems with uh, the ocean because the water is so realistic that when they're drunk, that goes right out the window and they start having to deal with motion sickness because they're drunk. So having, I'll, I'll, I'll even do this one too. Uh, and this is kind of in, in the vein of creator intent. Sea uh, of prides itself on being accessible. When you force players who have difficulty doing things in game and already and then you add being drunk and losing control of your, your character on top of that, it makes games nigh impossible to play for them. And it really cuts out some of that accessibility that they strive for. So on paper, I see why they did this event the way they did it. Do I think that this was the best way to do the event? No, I think we could definitely talk out a couple of different scenarios and throw a couple of flags in on the field and say like, hey, hold on, penalty. There's something going on here that I think you guys aren't thinking about. How are people that can't control their character that well all the time deal with this kind of an event if they want to get the tankard, but they have to be drunk and then they lose control of their character? So multiple angles that you can kind of come at this. Uh, I like approaching things from multiple perspectives uh, to try and see if I can understand how everyone came to the conclusion that they're at. Uh, but at the end of the day, I see why Rare wanted to do this. It's a good play on words for Hogmanay. Um, I didn't mind it because it doesn't impact me. I've had my bouts with alcohol. I've had my dealings with alcoholics and I have learned through better or for worse how to deal with that in them. Uh, so when it comes to a game, 
it doesn't bug me. It's not a direct correlation. Uh, I don't feel bad for um, shooting someone in Halo because I'm not actually shooting them. Much in the same way when I drink in Sea of Thieves, I don't feel bad because I'm not an alcoholic. Um, that impacts people differently and I respect that and I respect their decision to not engage with this event. And I wanna try and surface that um, feedback for the devs so that hopefully if they're listening to this this far into the episode, they'll realize like, hey, this was cool. Let's see if we can tweak it for next year so it's not incentivizing people to get drunk. Because um, even at a base level, there were definitely times where Caleb and I were frustrated because stuff wasn't registering. We didn't know if we were completely drunk. We didn't know if the servers were acting up. We didn't know like what the parameters of it. It felt really nebulous. So I think there's things that you can do to tweak it. But overall, I'm glad that they came out with the progressive cosmetics. I think that's a win. I think we can tweak everything else though. All right, pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, I didn't think I would go this long. I didn't think I would get that much uh, to say about all of this. So I am curious how you feel about this, because I, I think that I came across a couple of perspectives that I wasn't anticipating this weekend. And uh, I want to know what yours are. Um, so reach out to me. There's plenty of ways to do that. Head over to Twitter at uh, C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. Uh, if you don't see me on Twitter, you can always reach out to me through email. C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com is the, the show uh, email. You can write, write in an email. Send me your story of the Golden Glory. Let me know how much you made. Um, head over to the Discord. Let me know what you think on the Discord server. There's a questions and feedback section. There's a podcast channel there. There's a tavern talk. Uh, there's been a lot of good people being Sherpas for players. <laughs> a lot of new players this this month. And uh, I think a lot of folks are looking to get their, uh, their legs wet or their ears wet or wet behind the ears or learning the ropes or whatever you want to say. Uh, for learning how to play Sea Thieves. So we've got some Sherpas out there. Uh, we've got some folks that are willing to take on pirates who don't know what the heck they're doing to try and get them to be better pirates because the more pirates we train, the less, uh, the less people we have to worry about when we're sailing with others. So that's going to do it, pirates. Uh, next week, as per usual, I'll be here with another show. Uh, I'll probably be promoting the Xbox wrap-up podcast as usual. Again, let me know if you if you listen to it. Let me know what you think of the trailer. I'd love to get some feedback on that. Uh, like, subscribe, all that jazz. Um, I'm thinking about doing video for the YouTube stuff. I don't know if that's going to be a thing because I don't know how many people realize just how much work it is to do video for YouTube in something that's longer than 10 minutes, but it is a lot. <laughs> uh, but Pirates, I think that's going to do it. So thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean? 
to have a voice. And there's gonna be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam? You can't use those words! He's gonna grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch move. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, the crew's going. I love it so much. Right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. But maybe you might be able to give me a counter Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?